0: Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to So Wizard on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network.
1: Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards.
2: You're thinking, "You said people gonna die."
1: The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under twelve parsecs. Be no one to stop us this time.
0: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 345 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host to the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
2: Here I am, back again.
0: Guess who's back?
2: <laughs> back again.
0: And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans.
1: Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show.
0: You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd. Podcasting (laughs) weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of news to discuss, and then we've got our review of the newest movie from Disney, It's in theaters, it's streaming on Disney Plus Premium Access, Raya and The Last Dragon. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Mark Ellis Reagans, how the hell are
1: you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm realizing that uh, this week will be one year of me working from home and of me recording this podcast in the the dungeon of my apartment with the shitty wi-fi so if you wondered why the why this past year's episodes has uh not sounded the best that's why
0: where would you normally be recording it
1: normally i would be at my desk um hardwired into the internet for a
0: better signal covered in work stuff
1: Exactly, exactly. My desk has my all my desk is where I work at now, and there's not enough room on my desk for all of my work stuff and my podcasting stuff. So, podcasting had to go to another room, which is good. You know, it's away from everything else in the apartment, but it has the shittiest. I couldn't be further away from the Wi Fi than I am right now.
0: When are you guys going back to work in the office? Uh, we
1: should be going back within the next couple of months. Uh, fingers crossed. So we'll see.
0: Are you looking forward to that, or are uh, you just used to like, rolling out of bed and plopping down in front of your computer?
1: Yeah, I've gotten very used to uh, just rolling out of bed and working half the day in my pajamas. I've got, I've gotten quite used to that. Yeah, so, yeah, I will be sad to have to put on my clothes. Put on, like, you know, normal clothes and go out into the world, especially since none of my normal clothes fit anymore because I've put on so much Uh-oh. weight <laughs> during this past year. So, uh, yeah, there might be some shopping involved uh, before I, I head back
0: into the office. All right. Well, Aubrey, how are you this week?
2: Um, I'm alive again this week.
0: <laughs> are, are we sure <laughs> about that's
2: that? that's notable. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder. I think the insides are dead, but the outside is still alive.
0: You don't know what to say to that. All
2: right. It's I haven't great. really done much that's noticeable, that's notable, I guess. Um, we released a beer that I made at work, um, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Uh, and that's been doing really good. But I mean, that that's all I've really done. Work and school.
1: That That's that's pretty cool, Aubrey. How much uh, was it difficult for you to create a beer, um, you know, for you to sell?
2: Um. So... I guess a little bit. It, I had to come up with uh, the different malt that I wanted in it. I want, I had to come up with a, a flavor profile, um, the different hops that I wanted to put into it, and to decide um, how strong I wanted it, if I wanted to use lactose or not, um, a bunch of different things that I had to get into, and... I wouldn't say, I mean, it, it was a little bit difficult just because I don't have the experience, mm-hmm. but I was able to, I know a good amount about craft beer. So I know pretty much like what I'm wanting to use in it. I just wasn't sure how it was going to come out. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, I wanted to use locally sourced cold brew coffee. I wanted to use um, everything, local as possible. Yeah. So we got local grains. Um, and then we give the spent greens back to the farmer that gives us the grains and he feeds it to his animals. Um,
0: <laughs> they get drunk.
2: <laughs> it's <kind> of, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like a, a good circle of life kind of thing. Um, got the cold brew coffee locally sourced. The only thing that we didn't really get locally sourced was the stuff that just doesn't grow in Virginia and doesn't, um, you can't get locally sourced. So like mm-hmm. cinnamon, we, we just got a big thing of cinnamon from the store and um, the uh, flavorings. And we only used a, a very tiny amount of flavoring, artificial flavoring in there. Um, everything else is is uh, like from the malt. I used uh, chocolate malt. And the type of hops that I used are very are, are lighter, so you can't really taste it. Uh, but it is a higher proof alcohol it, it, it's it's a 9.5 beer um. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, that was my goal I didn't I didn't really care if it was we went into this doing kind of like a contest between the people that wanted to brew a beer and to see how fast it sold and how much money it made like which one was more popular so far I'm winning <laughs> which is nice.
1: I wonder I wonder why for a week. I, I wonder why you're <laughs> winning with that yeah. alcohol content.
2: But my goal was just, you know, I wanted to learn how to do it, and I wanted, I wanted the experience, and I don't really care if, if I did a good job, and it ended up being great. Everybody really loves it. I've only heard a couple people that it's not really their thing, but it's a lot of people are demanding that it stays on the menu regularly. So, I mean, it's a, it's been a pretty nice. Um, experience and confidence booster, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm still getting used to like telling people that I actually made it because I did actually make it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just like I gave them an idea and they ran with it. I came up with what I wanted in it. They gave me the measurements of what it should be. And then I went in and I brewed it. So I spent a whole morning from like six o'clock in the morning to 12 in the afternoon um, making this beer adjusting the temperature moving the water over filtering it uh moving it from tank to tank to tank adding the cinnamon i measured everything um so i mean the the only things i didn't do were the things that i physically couldn't do because i still have a sprained spine um so like adding the big buckets of (laughs) grain into the tank i couldn't do that i couldn't lift them at the time uh, because i brewed this like a month ago or so just when I first started coming back to work. So, but yeah, it's, it was fun. It was really fun to do. And uh, it's been fun to see people's reaction to it.
1: Awesome. Queen of the Brewmasters, right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> our little Aubrey.
2: Coming to a mailbox near you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did get some today for you.
1: Shout out to all of our uh, beer drinking podcasting buddies Rock Candy, <laughs> Pinal Comics, all you guys.
2: Yep.
1: And Joey, how are
0: you doing? I don't have anything as interesting as that to report. <laughs> I haven't been doing anything. I uh, just still going to the gym and working a lot. I was supposed to have tomorrow off from job number two, but as we record this, they texted me and asked me if I wanted to pick up a shift. So of course I said yes. Of course.
2: <laughs> I think and that's I, a problem with all three of us is we're just workaholics. So.
0: Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I had worked. I didn't work today at either job, and I had uh, kind of acted today as if I had tomorrow to sleep all day, <laughs> and now I don't. So uh, it'll be interesting, but it's all good in the hood. Uh, just going to the gym its pretty much the big thing. It's been a lot of fun really enjoying it so far, and uh, yeah, just trying to eat good and, and be climbing a bang and banging. that's really it yeah. it snowed here today after it was like 60 degrees all week It was really fucking annoying and now it's really cold so you may hear like wind whipping around in the background while we record and hopefully what doesn't knock the internet out so <laughs> other than that that's it for me nothing exciting so enough about us let's talk about us mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more so was your podcast <laughs>
1: All right, so everybody can go to SoulWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, You'll also find movie reviews from yours truly. You'll find some Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Oh, we have our merchandise there. We have a link to our store, our Tee Public store. Click on that link. You can get some Soul Wizard merchandise, T-shirts, hats, masks, mugs, all types of things with the SoulWizard Podcast logos all over it. Uh, Another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep on our website and click on that big A. Do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little podcast. Uh, You can find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play. I'm sorry. We're on Podbean. No longer on Google Play Music iheartradio pandora patreon we have a patreon page where you can support us monthly we receive bonus content from everyone here at the show we have a youtube page with videos going up constantly from adam Wallyhawk. so definitely check those out shout out to all of our podcasting buddies over in a geek world po- the geek world all-stars podcasting network back to you joey
2: So for fifty dollars we can do a cuddle, for a hundred dollars we can do it pretty
0: much. Ain't hey, pretty much near anything. I don't do anal though. I don't do anal. I forget about that part every time. That might be my favorite sound drop. I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcellus not a lot of news again this week but you tell me we have something to discuss so let's do it let's drop the drop let's talk the news
1: news. news, all right so this week in nerdy news uh we reviewed a movie a couple of years ago called bird box that was like a netflix uh exclusive sorry sandra bullock Uh, And I believe it was favorably reviewed, if I remember correctly. I know I I enjoyed most of it. The sequel has yet to be announced, but they are doing a Bird Box spinoff. This one is going to be uh, exclusively for Netflix. Uh, It's going to be done by some Spanish filmmakers. uh, So the movie will be subtitled in Spanish. Um, The sequel to the Sandra Bullock Bird Box, uh, again, has yet to be announced, but the writer did uh, finish the novel a sequel to the novel that it was originally based on, so I would be expecting that announcement sometime soon. But uh, are you guys excited to go back to the Bird Box universe for what looks like might be an ongoing thing a la the Cloverfield universe? Uh, Let's go to Aubrey.
2: No, I really don't think that this should be a universe. (laughs) I liked it as one movie, but I don't care to watch it as multiple movies. I think that it was good as is.
1: So just one and done and that's it?
2: yeah why are they always going to overdo everything
1: because people liked it and that makes money
0: (laughs) Netflix likes money Um, Mark what what do you have to say to Aubrey when she thinks she's not going to watch Bird Box in Espanol (laughs) well
1: I'm afraid I've got some bad news
2: (sighs) (laughs)
0: especially if it's on Netflix Aubrey you don't even have to leave the house
2: (laughs) I know that's true it's free
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> depending on whose password you're sharing. <laughs> hey, so, Joy, what about you,
1: man? How do you feel about traveling back to the bird box universe?
0: Hola, <laughs> tienes los boxos de bird. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't even know if that's correct Spanish or not, but uh, it's, I don't know. I mean, I liked a little bit of the original movie. I think I gave it like a two and a half. Did I give it a two and a half? I'd have to go back and look, but. I liked aspects of it, but some of it was kind of whack. So we'll see. I mean, there's a cool concept there. So we'll see if uh, some other filmmakers can take it and run with it. Is this going to be about Dora and Machine Gun Kelly on the run?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. That'd be great. I forgot about that.
0: Yes. (laughs) More of that, please. This is what happens when you don't do any drugs or drink anything. You remember crazy small details of things from like (laughs) three years ago.
1: Machine Gun Kelly is becoming the official uh, mascot of Netflix. Between uh, that and the Motley Crew movie, and the uh, the uh, Operation Power thing with Jamie Fox, if there's a Netflix original, Machine Gun Kelly is there. So good for him
0: for getting work. If it keeps him from making music, I'm all for it. <laughs> what about you, Mark? You all down with the uh, Bird Box cinematic universe, the BBCU? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Uh, The first one was a big enough hit for them to want a second one. I think it's funny that the writer of the first novel, it never occurred to him to write a second one until after he watched the movie. Like he watched the movie and he's like, oh, that that was a pretty good movie. They should make another one. And his wife is like, hey, idiot, you wrote the novel. Why don't you just write the sequel?
0: More like he was watching the movie and then he got a fucking bill in for private school and was like, oh, shit, Bird Box 2.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah it's a it's an interesting concept i will i I would definitely be down with seeing some other filmmakers play around in that sandbox so yeah i'm down for that why not why the hell not all right so then uh the next one uh, we talked a little bit about the powerpuff girls tv show that is going to be coming to the cw it looks like they finally got a cast in place Uh, This one I figured Joey would be be excited for because Chloe Bennett is on board as one of the members, but we also got Dove Cameron, who was from, uh, she also did an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and uh, I know she's famous from like some Disney TV show or Disney movies, and then a newcomer who's a singer, not even an actress, her name is Yana Perot. Uh, but we got our cast for the Powerpuff Girls. So, Joey, now that you know that your girl is going to be starring in the CW show, how do you feel about the show now?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm all in now. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. Um, now, I, I, I like uh, Chloe Bennett a lot from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's really hot. Uh, Dove Cameron is really hot, even though she's not that great an actress. Um, I have no idea who the third person is but I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be easy on the eyes as it's a uh, CW. So correct. You know, they, they they don't let uglies on there. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think the concept of this is, is sounds really whack. Yes. I think it, it just, it sounds like the worst idea possible, but I, I like that casting. So, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, it could be cool, but then again, uh, I mean, Chloe Bennett's like decision-making could be suspect, you know, picking projects and stuff because she was dating like one of the Paul brothers for a while oh, too. So God. that's, that's too bad. Yeah. That's really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, maybe she doesn't know how to pick things, especially, uh, projects, but we'll see. I, I just worry this precludes that we're definitely, it seems like the death knell and we are not getting quake in the MCU, unfortunately. So,
1: Yep. You're probably right about that. Um, Aubrey, I know that you weren't really hot on this idea in the first place, but how do you feel about it? Now that we have some legit actresses that are going to be in it.
2: I don't know who these people are. <laughs> uh, I just think it's a bad idea all around. I really don't want it to happen. I don't know who any of these people are. It makes me care even less. I just,
1: well Co- Chloe Bennett was on Agents of Shield. She was uh Daisy slash Quake.
2: I haven't really watched too much oh, of it though. That's right.
1: <laughs> she was like the main character. <laughs> that wasn't named Colson or uh Ming Na Wen.
2: <laughs> the only person I paid attention to was Colson. So.
0: <laughs> well it She's is also good. a pop star in China. <laughs> I yeah.
2: Pay attention to that.
1: Yeah, that's one of those uh one of those weird fun facts about her. You know who also is a pop star? Not in China, but just a regular pop star is Brie Larson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was shocked. I'm like, what, you, the music video by Brie Larson? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't
0: worry. I've got it in my Rolodex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Powerpuff Girls uh, looks like a shaping up to be a strong contender in a cw network uh you know i also thought making a cw show about young clark kent was a stupid idea and i was proven wrong Uh, i thought making a tv show about the archie comic was another dumb idea but uh apparently that show is still on and doing well so yeah who knows this might be another uh super hit on their hands we'll see well not aubrey but me and joy you'll see we'll all see (laughs) So, uh, so then the last bit of news, uh, this one is more for me. Um, We are getting a Creed part three. Uh, There was some rumors before that Michael B. Jordan was going to be signing on to direct. And he actually confirmed that this week. So uh, Creed three uh, story by Ryan Coogler uh, will be directed by Michael B. Jordan. He's jumping into the directing ring. I'm very excited for this because, as uh, I've mentioned before, I think Michael B. Jordan is amazing. Uh, he's He has a singular drive to make black superheroes a very common thing. So him being a director, I think, is amazing. Uh, Ryan Coogler directed the first Creed and then went on to make Black Panther. So, you know, who knows where what doors can open up to Michael B. Jordan once he directs Creed 3. I'm hoping he'll get a chance to to really do something big in a superhero world. But uh, I'm excited about this. The movie is coming out Thanksgiving 2022. (laughs) Let's go back to Aubrey. Aubrey, how do you feel about Creed 3 coming?
2: Why do they keep making sequels? Like, how many sequels can you make to a boxing movie? Uh, Rocky aside.
0: At least eight.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I
1: say ten. I say I don't if, know about that. if there's ten Fast and the Furious movies, we can get ten Rocky movies. That's why. Yeah, I say.
2: but I don't want ten Fast and the Furious movies. Want them to stop.
1: Well, you know what I say, Aubrey. When you don't want Fast and the Furious movies, well, I'm
0: afraid I've got some bad
1: news. You're you're getting ten Fast and the Furious
0: movies. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say take it or leave it, loser. <laughs> take it or leave it, losers. All right, well,
1: Joey, you're a boxing fan. How do you feel about oh. Creed Three, dude? And do you do you want like uh, do you want him to fight the son of Clubber Lang in this one? <laughs> Hello, my friends from me again. <laughs> <I> know.
0: <laughs> as soon as I said Creed was coming, I was like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Scott Stapp is not walking through that door, fans. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, I love all these movies. I think every Rocky movie except for five is awesome. Uh, uh, The two Creed movies are amazing. I I just, I'm excited, man. I just hope they can crack the story. I feel a lot more confident in them than I do in anyone who was working on any of the Rocky films at any time. And those all turned out awesome. So Mm -hmm. Um, we'll see, you know, I'm excited. I just, I don't know where they're going to go with the storyline. Where did we leave off? He was the champion. And again, at the end of part two, right?
1: Yeah. That one was more focused on, um, Ivan Drago and his son. So my, my, yeah, I kind of remember where, where Creed left off. My attention really focused on more, more of their story.
0: Well, yeah. So I think he was heavyweight champion again at the end of Creed two. And Tessa Thompson was there and everybody was happy. The end, uh, Ivan Drago and his dad were jogging together. Right. I don't want, them to bring anybody back i don't need to see like clubber lang's uh, son or uh mason dixon's daughter or anything like that um or the meat like maybe the meat could like take <laughs> sentient life and come back for revenge from being punched all the time but it, it like forms itself like transformers
1: into one big meat monster
0: yeah and then he has to fight it yeah actually that now that i'm saying that that sounds pretty awesome <laughs> Actually, <laughs> my B. Jordan never directs another movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know where they could go with the storyline, but I trust uh, everybody working on it. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously, I'm going to go see it. I go see it. You know how many, like, weird, stupid boxing movies I've seen? <laughs> I saw the Great White Hype in the movie theaters. <laughs> I could <can> believe that. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> and Digstown. I saw that in the movie. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> I love boxing. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. We'll see where they go with the storyline. Hopefully not going to be bringing back any retread characters. Brockie's still around. Is he dead? Did he die? What happened?
1: Yeah, he's still around. He met up with his son, I think, at the end of the last one.
0: Okay. And he's so pumped full of HGH, he'll be able to, Sylvester Stallone will be able to show up and film for this one. So we'll see. We'll see where they go. I, I don't know. Just just make a good movie. That They've done that twice already. Third time's going to be the charm. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Bring it on. We'll be reviewing it on the show. We'll probably have to get a guest that week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, the fact that Ryan Coogler uh, crafted the story gives me a lot of confidence. Very confident in that. Uh, So, yeah, so that's it. That's pretty much all I got for the news.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our review of Rhea and the Last Dragon.
1: My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the fifth annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick.
0: Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air.
1: Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world.
0: With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. All right, and we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to check out the new movie from Disney, Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, It's available now on Disney Plus Premium Access as well as in select theaters. Uh, Aubrey, you saw it in the theater.
2: I did. I saw it in the theaters, and then I came home, and I had to buy it on Disney Plus.
0: (laughs) All right, Ellis, what about you?
1: Uh, Yep, I did not go to the theaters because it's not playing at the theater that I usually go to. Ironically, the theater that I have, like, I've amassed a ton of points so I get uh free tickets. It wasn't playing Ray and the Last Dragon, so uh, I had to watch it at home.
0: And you paid the thirty dollars?
1: Uh no, I did not pay the thirty dollars. But I I, I paid the thirty. Yeah, I, 30 I I didn't go the <laughs> I didn't go the illegal route, I went the uh borrowed my
0: friend's password who paid thirty dollars. <laughs>
2: It you was didn't well steal worth the car. It.
0: You just took the wheels off of it, you know?
2: it. It made it worth it for me to spend thirty dollars to make sure that Mark didn't have to spend any money.
0: <laughs> Someone buys some t t t public t shirts because <laughs> these streaming movies aren't cheap. <laughs> for pennies a day, you can end the suffering of Mark <laughs> paying twenty dollars for Willy's Wonderland.
1: <laughs> oh god, dude! Seriously, after. After those past few movies that I spent that money on, man, just chalking up another thirty bucks for this one was tough. Would have been
0: tough.
2: <laughs> I felt like it was worth the thirty dollars, though. But we'll get to that.
0: So I uh, I watched it at home as well. Um, much like Markellis, and I think we mentioned this last week on the show. We both live in an area where it's a Cinemark monopoly. Uh, every theater around here is Cinemark, so they, they're not playing Ray and the Last Dragons. There was no. There was no. I wasn't driving to fucking like Southern Connecticut to watch the movie. I just watch it on TV. So we all watched it. We're all going to give you some impressions. Non-spoiler. Then Mark Ellis will drop the drop and we will spoil Ray and the Last Dragon. But to start, what did you think of the movie? Mark Ellis.
1: I really liked this movie. I thought it was a very well-crafted adventure story. Um, I thought it was visually amazing. And I thought the performances, the acting performances were top notch, probably some of the best of a, a Disney cartoon or a Disney animated feature. So uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. Mm. All right. Uh, Aubrey, how
0: about you?
2: I also agree. I thought it was really good. It was definitely, I wasn't sad that I had to come home and spend $30 to rent it. So Noah could continue to watch it because it, it definitely was worth it. I thought it was a really good movie.
0: All right. Well, you know, I did have a chance to watch it and, uh, I don't know. Guys, I fucking loved this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was stunned watching this, uh, for the majority of it. Like a couple times during it, I just kept being like, Wait, why is this so good? <laughs> like, why is this good? Like what is happening here? This is fucking great. <laughs> I really, really, really liked this movie a lot. So uh yeah, I, I agree with you, like uh, Really nice visuals. They looked I mean it. I, uh, multiple times while I was watching it, I was like, man, I wish I could have saw this in the theater. because uh, there's a lot of scenes where it really looked like the visuals popped and the animation was really nice. And I was like, God damn it, this would look fucking awesome in like uh, Cinemark HD or uh, XD <laughs> cinema. But <laughs> uh, and alas, that was not to be. But yeah, I, I loved it. So, I mean, without any spoilers, that's our impression. So let's drop the drop and let's spoil Aurea and the Last Dragon. Spoiler alert, I have seen the future and I had to
2: prevent it.
0: All right, so we're going to start with things we liked. Aubrey, give us some things that you liked about the movie. It sounds like you're a big fan, so I'm sure you have a long list.
2: I really did like the visuals. I thought that they were phenomenal. I thought they did a really good job with it. I like the cast that was in it. Um, I always wonder if Aquafina was really named Aquafina or if if that's just her. Acting name or anything. Her real name
0: is like Nora something. I can't remember. Why did she
2: choose Aquafina? I just don't understand.
0: I think that was like her
2: rapper name
0: or something when she wasn't like in movies.
2: Weird. I don't get it. Anyway, I really liked her character. I thought she was really funny. Um, I really liked Rose Tico. Uh, She did a phenomenal job. The story was really good. I like the message that they're sending and how they all come together, even though they're from different villages. So I thought that that was really good. And I always try to look at it from a parent's perspective. And I was pretty happy with the message that it was sending to kids. And the graphics were really good. It was just really good animation. And it was really well done all around.
0: All right, Mark Ellis. What about you?
1: Yeah, I thought the designs were really cool. Um, the the different parts of the of the lands were named after parts of a dragon. Uh, and you know, when you see the land from above, you see like the 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 water that separates the land is the shape of a dragon, which I thought was really cool. I thought that was a really cool design. Um, I like that each land had its own unique kind of visual style. And again, I liked the performances. I thought uh, Kelly Marie Tran was fantastic. Ezra, and uh, Aquafina, uh, who I love. Um, I forgot what movie she was in where she it was a more dramatic role that came out a little while ago. But after I saw that movie, I'm like, she's one of my new favorite actresses. So um, crazy was,
2: rich agents.
1: No, no, it wasn't that one. It was mm. it was before that. Um, it was about her going back to China um, with her grandmother. Um, the Farewell. The Farewell. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, she's so good in that movie. And she's not like, like wacky or goofy at all. She's just like just a good actress. So after I saw that, I like really started to pay attention to her. So I'm glad whenever she pops up in anything, including Jumanji too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like her, and I thought she did a really good job. I thought it was a nice throwback to the old school Disney cartoons, where she kind of reminded me of a little bit of the genie from um, Aladdin, where you know she kind of felt modern but still uh, in that time period. You know, kind of had like some kind of modern jokes, and I really liked the design. I thought the designs were really classic Disney cartoons. They didn't look like they didn't look like they were over designed. They looked like the classic, like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. It looked like those kind of designs, but in a three D world. Um, so it had a very classic look to it that I thought was really cool, and uh, it had some cool fight scenes too. Really cool fight scenes and a really good message. So um, yeah, I, I all around I thought it was really really good
0: awesome well uh yeah i mean uh, just to echo what you guys said we talked about the visuals a lot this movie looks great uh Ellis, you're right uh fight scenes awesome i was really surprised at how good this was and there was actually a part of me that was thinking yeah i'd really wish they would go and push it even further and just take out all the goofy elements and give us like a animated action movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of letting like Sony and into the Spider-Verse kind of own that um kind of just own that area of a, a little bit older skewing action cartoon movie. It it almost felt like, man, you know what? Disney could fucking do this if they wanted to. <laughs> like they really could uh could kick it out there with an action action animated movie, uh, just based on this. But yeah, the, the fight sequences were great. Uh, I love the voice acting. I gotta tell you, I, I think is like really hot. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, I'm all in, man. <laughs> I like looked her up after this, and I'm like, man, this chick rules. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I'm all in on that. Um, I really liked her as the dragon, and when she turned into a person, I thought that was fucking hilarious. And she had she had good jokes, too. Like, even though they were like modern, which kind of clashed a little bit with the setting, uh, I thought they were really funny. So I liked it a lot. I liked the little baby with the monkeys. Um, I really liked the story. And you know it was uh, it was really well done. I really enjoyed it. I, it's just a really good movie, man. But you know, with the good, it has to come the bad. So, uh, Aubrey, was there anything you didn't like about the movie?
2: I didn't like that she could just like become a human. That to me was kind of weird. I wish that it just it just seemed. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. Almost strange that she could just become a human whenever she felt like, but then the other powers she didn't really use. And I don't know why that didn't settle with me as well as it didn't, but I I didn't really like it. Other than that, I don't really have any other complaints. I wish that some things they expanded on, but I understand I can't have a three hour animated Disney movie. (laughs) This isn't Lord of the Rings and and Peter Jackson is not directing it. So I I wish that like I saw her life leading up to the point where she found the river that actually worked. Even if they just had one river that didn't work, even if they just had one river that didn't work, that would have been fine. But um, I don't know. And I just it just was a little disappointing that they went immediately to the river that worked and that was it. And then we went to the journey forward.
0: All right. Well, Marcellus, uh, what about you? Yeah.
1: As much as I talked about the how much I love the designs of the movie, uh, and this is something that it probably won't affect you guys, but it looks so much like the Legend of Korra and uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like, I feel like I don't know if they they borrowed a lot from it or if they were paying tribute to it. But like that opening scene, if you look at a picture of, of her. In that opening scene when she's a kid and you look at a picture of Korra, it's like identical. Even to the color of the outfit, it's it's amazing that they did it. Now, it could be because of just the just that paying tribute to that culture, to that um, that specific Asian culture, just yields that design. But man, I could not for – it took me a while to accept it for what it was instead of going, man, it's so much like Avatar with the different lands that are all like – separated by one thing and then there's one land that thinks it's more powerful than the other other lands and uh the design of of the main character because she looks so much like like she comes she comes from that avatar universe
0: yeah she, and they had the tree what tree you
1: know they had a
0: tree and, and they were all blue
1: <laughs> The uh, i'm sorry let me rephrase that the uh avatar the last airbender series <laughs>
0: Go home, Jake Sully.
1: <laughs> no, Jake Sully. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Avatar for becoming the highest grossing movie uh of all time. Uh, yeah, this thanks,
0: China. <laughs> I guess it's a wash. You gave us Aquafina and Avatar is the best movie of all time.
1: They they give it and they take it away. <laughs> That's right. We'll
0: call it even.
1: Uh, but yeah, you know, some of the design choices I thought was a little bit—I don't want to say a rip-off—but it, it, it took me a while to get into it and not think about the Avatar Last Airbender universe. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, good performances, good story. Uh, they identified that she's a princess right off the bat, so you know, little girls can have a new princess to look up to. <laughs> um, and they killed the dragon at the end, which I thought was pretty ballsy.
0: <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> i like i mean i knew it was gonna it's a disney movie so like it's coming back
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh you know god damn (laughs) no one cried at least three times during this movie
1: i do love the fact that your son enjoyed this movie so much because it's it's the way that it's marketing and the way that it's being shown it's like look at this great female empowerment movie with all these great female leads and i'm looking at all of these uh press releases, and I'm like, I think little boys would like this, too. Oh, Hell, <laughs> from the show, it looks like even grown men like it. But I'm glad to see that your son really enjoyed this, too, Aubrey.
2: He really did. He's really funny when it comes to women's empowerment, because he, he'll even yell at Josh sometimes when Josh pays for things. He's like, my mom works really hard for her money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Noah.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. All right. So, Joy, what about you, man? What did you not like about it?
0: Um, There really isn't much I didn't like about it, uh, to be honest with you guys. This is uh, another well, – this is good. I mean, two weeks in a row now of us uh, tongue-bathing the asshole of something we're reviewing. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's not much to dislike here. I, I agree with you, Mark. I think that that might have been a flaw in the marketing uh, that they pushed so hard. Well, I mean, I get it. They pushed so hard for it to be for uh, women and men for girls because, like, as a guy watching it, even thinking back to when I would have been the right age to go see a Disney movie, I would have been all in on this. This was like fucking action and fighting, way cooler than like fucking Bambi or any bullshit like that. So, I really like that sword she had that like turned into like a whip thing. That was cool. Um, anyway, uh, bad. Um, I, I don't know, I-, I can't really think of anything. That was super bad about it. I mean, the only thing I could see some people being a little turned off by is that, you know, they do get Disney-fied with the sidekicks, Um, you know, the baby with the monkey and the dragon, you know, has has a bunch of like ridiculous jokes and and doesn't fit into the world. And I agree with you, Aubrey. They start the movie with that uh, big sequence where, you know, the stone gets shattered. And then it, it, it time skips to her like five years later, looking for the piece of the stone. And it almost felt like it skipped over like a big part of the movie that would have been really interesting to see. <laughs> so maybe I almost wish
2: the- I saw her struggle before I saw her like actually come to, um, an answer for the struggle. Mm-hmm.
0: It's still hit though. I mean, it still worked. It's just, you know, you don't want it. it. it can't be four hours long. It's not Zack Snyder's justice league, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I I've, it, it, that that's that's got to be I think one of the only things that I would say is a downside of this movie is that it, and that's not a bad thing that it left you wanting more and more time with the characters, but it is it, it felt like seeing the the intro to uh, Hope and then the Empire Strikes Back just starts. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I will I, so, I I will say that I was
1: disappointed that there was no Bruce Leroy cameo because that's what I was really waiting for.
0: Not even like one like Joker any nod well to, to the to be, last dragon to be fair
1: the first power that the dragon got was the power to glow <laughs> so when well, happened, that happened i'm like that oh. is true
0: <laughs> but uh yeah at least we got a, a tiny uh, a tiny little nod then we couldn't get time t- t- like a speaking role in this come on <laughs> he's not that busy but, all right well there's not much to say that's bad about the movie it sounds like we're all in agreement that it's pretty awesome so let's get a score from zero to five Five being the best and zero being the worst for Raya and the Last Dragon. Aubrey, what do you got?
2: I'm going to give it a uh, five out of five. I think it was a really good kids movie. It wasn't boring to watch as the parent in the audience. Um, I thought it had really good jokes to it. I really like the supporting characters and the story was great, too.
0: Dang, that definitely gets any kids movie extra points when you're a parent and you're forced to watch it and it doesn't make you want to pull your eyeballs out and eat them. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, it, it wasn't Despicable Me or or The Incredibles or anything.
0: We're Dino King.
2: Yeah, we're oh, Dino geez. King. 100%.
0: <laughs> All right, Ellis, how about you?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Uh, I think it's a pretty solid story from beginning to end. Um, it doesn't have as many twists and turns as like the Pixar movies do. Uh, which I think would have elevated a little bit more it would have elevated my score a little bit more but I think is a, an incredibly solid 4 out of 5 movie um I don't unless you have kids I don't think it's worth the 30 bucks maybe the 20 bucks but not 30 not 30 for Disney plus I'm I'm very confident waiting a few months until it's just on Disney plus for free
0: all right um, yeah, I am gonna agree with you, Markellus, with a four out of five for me. Uh this is probably the best animated movie I've seen since End of the Spider-Verse. I think those is probably the last two were like amazing animated movies we've really seen. Um and I'll agree with you, thirty dollars is way too much. Unless so there's a couple levels of that thirty dollars. If it's you, your like significant other, and one or two kids who are just gonna go to the movies anyway yep. to see it, you know, thirty bucks is almost a wash to stay home and watch it. So that's fine. If it's just you by yourself, <sighs> might be worth just try. Dri- if, if it's playing near you, it's definitely worth going to just go see it at a matinee or something yep. and, and save the 30 bucks. Um, or just like Mark said, wait a, a few weeks when it comes out on uh, non paying on Disney plus, but that's not to say it's not an awesome movie. And obviously you can tell by our scores of five and two fours that we all really enjoyed it. I just can't see myself alone sitting down paying $30 if if that had happened I think my score would be a lot different if I had sat down and myself alone paid $30 to watch it but
2: maybe if I didn't spend $30 to watch Mulan I wouldn't <laughs> have felt like it was worth it exactly but, <laughs> but given that I spent the $30 to watch Mulan I feel like this $30 was much better well spent
1: Yeah, and I, I like Mulan too. And, you know, I was happy to support that movie and give it the 30 bucks. But then when it's like 30 bucks for this one, my wallet was like, don't you even fucking do it, <laughs> Nicholas Cage? You
0: opened up your wallet. There was a picture of Willy's Wonderland in there, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and no money.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like Disney has to really like reevaluate how much they're charging people for early access to these movies.
0: I think with uh, theaters reopening at this point, it looks like Black Widow is going straight to theaters and no uh, premium access nonsense. So I think this experiment will be over very soon. <laughs> I, I don't foresee very many other movies doing this if the theaters keep reopening and New York and Los Angeles are open as of now. So those were the two big ones that are waiting to drop. And now it's just uh, capacity in theaters. So I think uh, we'll be heading out to the movies on May 7th to see Black Widow. I don't think we'll be worrying about $30 at home.
2: What's really nice here is that you can actually rent the movie theater hmm. for, I think like three hours and it's um, 150 and you can have 20 people. Those 20 people still have to buy tickets to the movie, but you can play whatever movie you want or you can have like a private screening to anything that's out right now.
1: Yeah, I definitely I definitely would have did a private screening for Raya if um if Cinemark had if they were playing a movie like I, I, I wouldn't have paid 30 bucks to go see it. But I definitely would have paid the full price to, you know, so that me and a few other people can watch it on a big screen. That would be
0: worth it. Yeah. Well, if we were going to go to see it in the theater market, it would have cost us the same amount in gas that it would cost to stay home and pay thirty dollars <laughs> to, to watch it. So, there's not really any other uh, any other theaters around here. So, um,
2: yeah, maybe my score was so high because I did see it in theaters first.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and it's a good movie. And again, I, I, it, now it sounds like we're degenerate de- 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 or degrading. <laughs> what the fuck word I'm trying to? say? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, but that we're just talking about the price. I, we all loved the movie. I, I loved the movie. It's great. I would suggest you watch it. I'm just saying I don't know if I would suggest you watch it if it's just you sitting down on a Friday night alone in, with $30 in your hand. So.
2: Mm-hmm. I um, really like that the dad came back at the end.
0: <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I, I loved it. I loved everything about this movie. So I would say definitely say check it out but enough about this movie and enough tongue bath for his asshole from us. Check it out if you can, no matter how you have to get it. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got?
2: Um, I'm, So, lately, I've been playing a lot of Skyrim on Switch, um, which seems ridiculous because it's almost a 10-year-old game, but it... um, I don't even know when it was released for the Switch, but it's super fun on the Switch and I love it and... That's honestly just what I've been doing lately. That school and work. Skyrim school and work.
0: All right, Mark Ellis. How about you? Uh, yeah, I
1: just want to give a quick shout out to our buddy and friend of the show, Tim Jones, uh, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip. He's just a really cool yep. dude who uh, who's very supportive of our podcast. And uh, I'd like to give him a shout out. Uh, Whenever I can, because he's a good guy. I'm looking forward to seeing him again during the uh, convention season. Sour Grapes comic. It's a strip. It's all over newspapers, but you can definitely check out his Facebook page. Uh, Just look up Sour Grapes comic strip on Facebook. My recommendation is I don't really have anything for this week. Uh, A lot of the stuff I've watched has just been for the podcast. (laughs) The one time I actually got to watch something that wasn't related to the podcast, it wasn't that good. So I can't recommend it. Um, What was
0: it? You can't leave us like that. Uh, you might you just
1: going to have to go to my letterbox and uh and, watch, and look at my reviews. Uh Marky Mark on Letterbox. Uh so yeah, uh, I don't really have a recommendation for this week. in your letterbox right now. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not on there now. <laughs>
2: Damn it. I know, I was bringing it up too. Is it coming to America?
1: No, 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 no. no. It's that's for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You I'll I'll put it on there. I'll put it on there
0: tonight.
2: Wait, we're we're watching Coming to America? This is brand new news.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to get into this right now. (laughs) I'm not going to get into how many times I posted that list of everything that we're going to watch through the end of July that has Coming to America (laughs) in the chat. I'm not going to get into that right now.
2: I know, I'm (laughs) so bad. I don't know why you guys deal with me.
0: That's because we love you. And you know what else we love? When people go to sowizardpodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews. There's streaming picks. There's so much more at sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. You will find us there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search Podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam has been dropping up to six or seven videos a week at this point reviews interviews with cast and creatives from some of these movies we've been checking out unboxings trailer reactions and more go go to youtube search so wizard podcast you'll find all that cool stuff you want more so wizard in your ears and your eyes and you can support us monetarily on patreon and get that exclusive content at patreon.com backslash so Wizard podcast as you just heard and it was Breaking news to so Aubrey. We'll be reviewing Coming to America this week exclusively <laughs> for Patreon. Uh, I'll be talking about Pacific Rim, colon, the black. And uh, me, and Adam and Aubrey will be doing a uh, video Star Wars podcast this month. We'll be inviting Aubrey on to our Star Wars talk podcast. Uh, someday we'll get Mark on there. I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh other than that, I have absolutely nothing to recommend. I've just been watching um a lot I've been rewatching don't make fun of me all right I've been rewatching I again. Mean, this marks the fifth time I've watched it through while we've been in quarantine. Wow, well, you know what I have to say to that, dude.
2: Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs>
0: So uh, spinning out of that, what I will recommend is that uh, you may remember these guys from a million years ago doing weird skits on YouTube and stuff. Uh, Mega 64, they have done a couple videos where they do a low budget retelling of the story in five minutes. It's like a suited version of it where everything's made out of like cardboard and like whatever they had laying around the house. Uh, So they have Evangelion in five minutes and then they just did uh, end of Evangelion in five minutes. So you can get the whole story in 10 minutes if you don't feel like watching it, even though you should So check those out. But That's going to do it for episode number three hundred and forty five of the Souser podcast next week. It's the big one, guys. Four hours long. The Snyder Cut. It's real. It's fantastic. (laughs) And it's coming your way. We're going to review it. We may have a special guest with us as well. We'll see if that shakes out. But that's going to do it for 345. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all brewing, Aubrey Lishfield.
2: <laughs> I guess I know that I'm watching Coming to
0: America. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when we show up to record Patreon in a few days, you would have watched Coming to America, not the first one. <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Markey Marcellus hey,
1: Everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever.
0: All right, guys, we'll see you next week for the Snyder Cut. Good journey.